0: Hello everyone, Alan Schimmel, Editor-in-Chief devops.com, here for another DevOps Chat. Today we have two guests on DevOps Chat. Uh, first of all, we have Lauren Laurel Dixon-Bull of IBM's Urban Code. Laurel, welcome to DevOps Chat.
1: Hey, thanks, Alan. Um, I'll just give you a quick introduction. Um, I'm an offering manager for Urban Code Deploy, and I started at IBM about 14 years ago working on internationalization and localization. Um, I spent a few years in release management and saw the agony of uh, software delivery, uh, and then now working very close with Urban Code Deploy delivery team.
0: Excellent. And our uh, second guest is Frank Canawante, if I mispronounce. I apologize, Frank. We'll give you a chance to correct. And Frank, you're with
2: Travelers. Uh, Welcome to DevOps Chat. Hi, Alan, thanks. And uh, that was close enough as far as pronunciation. Yeah, so I'm a technically here traveler. I've been with the company for three years and was actually hired to lead the technical aspects of setting up a new pipeline, actually. Been a developer for over two decades and their various uh, roles, different uh, types of projects. And for the past 10 years or so, I've been very involved with things that relate to what we now call DevOps. And uh, always thought of that as being just doing good software engineering, so that's Absolutely. Right, right up my
0: alley. So I, I we spoke a little off, uh, you know, off camera or off mic before we started today. And Frank, you mentioned that you've been doing sort of very DevOps-like things for the last ten years, way before they started calling it DevOps, and, and that's what uh, so you, you know you've been been riding this way for a while but frank i, I wanted to take a quick moment and, and talk about sort of the legacy that you had to travel as you mentioned you joined three years ago and you were brought in to really kind of update the pipeline the the ci process if you will right continuous integration <clears throat> can you give us an idea of what it was like when you when you first came on board
2: sure You know, uh, the interesting thing about this project that is now basically setting up a pipeline, that it wasn't really stated as such. It was about replacing the old system. And that right away told me that we weren't quite sure of what the actual solution was. Now these days, we think of CI, CD, even three years ago, those two words weren't all that popular as they are now. Of course, now we understand that that is... (coughs) The way to go these days. You, you set up a continuous integration and a continuous delivery set of tools. Um, so there was a lot of uh, confusion. There was a lot of uh, angst because everyone knew that if you're about to change, these tools are near and dear to your day-to-day activities as a developer, as a QA, as a DevOps uh, professional, there's some disruption that's going to happen. So lots and lots of uh, expectations and um, a little bit of uh, apprehension as well. Yep. Got it.
0: And um, so, Frank, you, you came in and, and you know, tasked with, with uh, updating this. For someone who's listening out there and says, geez, this, that's just where I was, where Frank was three years ago. That's where I am today. Can you give give him a little
2: advice? Where do you start? Sure. So I have put pipelines together before, but at a smaller scale. So my biggest concern, and that at the same time, what made it very exciting for me to take on the job was how am I going to do this in a large enterprise? Travelers has 30,000 employees, 10,000 of which are in IT. So I knew this is directly or indirectly impacting hundreds, if thousands, of people. So there's a lot of uh, responsibility to go with it. So one thing that I would re- recommend is you have to do your homework. You have to have a lot of experience in development and be familiar with the way developers think because at the end of the day, they are your customers and they're very demanding. They have things that work now. However quirky they may be, it works. You're about to change that. You have to be sure whatever you're going to replace the old tools with is something that you as a developer feel comfortable with. This is where the devs, part of the DevOps comes in. And the other part also is once you have uh, the system put together, you have to um, you have to run it like a product, and this is something that sometimes we, in the rush of getting something out there, we perhaps don't think of the operational aspects of a system. But that, oh, sorry about that. It's okay. I'm just saying that we, you know, putting it together uh, requires a set of skills that basically call in your all your development experience, but you cannot forget about how you're going to run these tools, how you're going to op- operationalize them. So, trying to keep your customers happy is yet another challenge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, Frank, you guys went with Urban Code Deploy. Uh, can you give us a little background on kind of what why you, why you made that decision?
2: Okay, sure. So, we had a uh, process in which we brought in several vendors of CI and CD tools, and we really put urban code deploy through its spaces as far as the deployment tool. We had in our um, RFP, which we did have a formal RFP process, many, many questions that related to how it actually worked and how it was actually operated. So we had a pretty good idea before we even brought the tool in for actual POC. But having the POC is what really uh, made a big difference in in realizing what it can do. It was very different from the old tool that we were replacing. And we actually, once we had our, our users in, it brought the level of angst and anxiety that they had about the new system down to the normal levels. You know, one thing is to see a demo. Another thing is to actually put your hands on it and actually get an application be deployed through this new tool. Got it. So, Laurel, let me let me turn to you a little bit. Um, when did you become
0: involved with, with Frank and the Travelers team?
1: Well, I've been aware of, of Frank and the Travelers team probably for the last couple of years. Um, I think I, I visited you down in, um, in Connecticut, Frank, probably a year or two ago. I have to say, though, most of what I know about Frank and his team is, is are things that I've heard. Um, really strong team. They've actually... Um, adopted urban code very quickly and have, you know, made really fast progress, you know, to some people, two or three years may seem like a long time, but to standardize on a deployment tool in, an op- in, a, in, a, in a large organization with 10,000 developers, that's actually really, really good progress.
0: I, I agree. So Frank, give us an idea You know, first of all, do you consider this project to be successful at this point?
2: Absolutely. Um, There are many ways to measure how a project is successful, projects of this type. In our case, we had over 2,000 applications in the old system. And one way to measure success is to say, how many do we still have in the old system after a year's time? So out of the 2,000 plus, we got about 100 or so that are still in the old system. And they're on track to be actually be migrated to UCD uh, in the near in the next few weeks or months. But in addition to that, there's these other things that actually make it successful. Just having built something in collaboration with hundreds of other people and get their heads together as to putting together a pipeline that's going to make their life easier down the road. That's another way to measure success. It's kind of hard to measure it, but you see it in in uh, And the way people talk for example we're no longer talking about whether we need this tool or that tool we're talking about two different ways to solve a particular problem before we didn't even know how to solve it now we have multiple ways and even the conversations are different it's not about um, particular uh, problems that a group may have but it's always thinking of something how can we solve this problem for everyone how can we come up with a pattern that solves How to build and deploy applications, not just for my group or my division, but for the entire company. Got it.
0: And um, Laurel, is that jive with, you know, I'm sure you're speaking with other organizations using Urban Code Deploy. Is that sort of measure of success the same, you know, across the board? The same type of thing? Yeah,
1: well, I would say that what Frank described as. You know, the challenge of standardizing on a tool for the enterprise um, and then going through that. And it really opens up the conversations, because once you have the visibility into the deployment automation and you have start having success operationalized, operationalizing your software delivery, um, people get excited about that. And um they want to, you know, solve problems of automation. Um, dev and ops are talking to each other, and the conversations become more collaborative. So I have definitely seen that with other large companies. And, you know, Travelers does represent a very large segment of our of our customers in the financial services. You know, banks and insurance uh, make up a good chunk of our customer base.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And. You know, Frank, in in talking off, again, off mic a bit, we, you know, setting up your CI pipeline, Urban Code Deploy is obviously a tool that you use. But you guys are also using the integration with that in Jenkins,
2: correct? Right. And that's just, yes, that's correct. Uh, And Jenkins is interesting, too, because it was already in-house, and so one of the reasons why people wanted it but it comes in two flavors. We have Jenkins OSS with various versions, but we also standardize it on the enterprise version of it. And, and we provide solutions that now encompass not just Urban Code Deployed, but also Jenkins. And we're also providing in a standard way of solving particular types of deployments. For example, how to deploy to uh, WAS or JBoss, how to do .NET deployments, how to do database deployments, and, and It gets everyone really excited about having uh, a standard way, but sometimes even with flexibility to even tweak that a bit because we have some groups that only do, say, .NET, others do only Java, or some do a mix of both. And now we have um, a menu of solutions that will span more than one tool. In addition to that, there are other things that we have done that we're, we're picking up these... Hotball applications, like, for example, um, telephony applications, voice applications, even things that we're not thought that we were, uh, that we were actually going to solve for, but we have the ability to do that, such as mainframe components, desktop components. We're all bringing it together as a um, family of solutions on these tools, in addition to integrations with other systems outside of the tools themselves, such as the ticketing system, for example, or the monitoring system.
0: <laughs> Got it. And and Laurel, I, you know, I have known about uh, Urban Code having integration with Jenkins for some time. Actually, at Interconnect, I think it was like last year or the year before. <clears throat> Eric Minick of, uh, of of Urban Code actually did a joint session with KK, the founder of Jenkins, the CTO of CloudBees, and. So I, I wondered have you run into a lot of uh, Urban Code customers who are also using Jenkins?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I would say about half of our customers are using Jenkins, and Urban Code is just you know is a great um, extensibility platform for Jenkins, right? With so we've got over um, three hundred plugins that um, will integrate with multiple technologies, and then like Frank was saying multiple platforms from ZOS and even .NET. right? We have a lot of Microsoft, uh, integrations. So yeah, I mean, Jenkins is a great partner actually in, um, in the environment, in the customer environment.
0: Huh? Interesting. Um, guys, as I mentioned to you earlier, our time here goes so quick and we're already coming up on 15 minutes, but let me, um, let me. we're going to have to try to wrap up. But as I mentioned, I always like to ask our guests, you know, can you recommend a book to our audience that, you know, kind of a must read or should read? And, Laurel, I'm going to let you go first. Is there a particular book you'd recommend to our audience that might they might find useful? Well, you know, um, so in the vein of DevOps, uh, collaboration and teamwork, that's really important, especially in agile development. Um there is a, a tool that I came across. Uh, uh came across the survey. Uh huh.
1: People.
0: You know, I figure out
1: your strengths, and then when you work with your what?
0: I think we missed you when you said the name of the uh, book. Can you repeat it?
1: Okay, it's not a book.
0: Oh, okay. It's actually
1: a survey or it's a tool um, that you can use with your agile teams to figure out your various strengths. And it's called Strengths Finder and it's published by Gallup.
0: Got it. Oh, very cool. We'll see if we can get a link to that in the notes. Frank, how okay. about you? Anything you can recommend
2: to our audience? Yeah, there's so many books out there, but there's one that I really like. It's more of an author than a particular book. His name is uh, Steve McConnell, and he's written the famous Code Complete. And there's a, I believe it's a Code Complete, too, but there's one other that I really like, actually two more. It's called Rapid Development, and the other book is called Software Project Survival Guide. These are from late 1990s, but if you read them, it's kind of like the Phoenix Project, uh, but 20 years ago. The same problems uh, the psychology of uh, the software development world and how all that works. Really exciting stuff. Excellent. Excellent.
0: Well, Frank, uh, before we close off and, and Laurel, I wanted to mention, Frank, you, you are appearing uh, at IBM Interconnect this year?
2: Uh, yes, I am. I, I'll be talking about our uh, traveler's story at Interconnected. Uh huh.
1: And we'll be having you on a panel too, right, Frank?
2: Oh, that's correct. That's so. They're gonna be on Wednesday. Uh, yeah. forget the date.
1: <laughs> yep. We have a few um, of our larger customers who have had success with DevOps um, joining us on a panel called DevOps. You've got this.
0: Great. Sounds great. We look forward to seeing it. I'm actually doing a panel there too called DevOps It Takes a Village. So uh, maybe we could we could share the we could share notes, Frank, while we're out there. And Laurel, will you be attending InterConnect awesome. as well?
1: I will be. I'll be leading that panel, uh, DevOps. You've got this. And then um, right before the conference, we have a, a full day workshop um, with customers from Urban Code. So I'll be um, I'm organizing that now, and we'll be leading that on Sunday
0: fantastic all right well uh, Laurel Dixon bull of IBM urban code Frank Canawante of uh, of travelers thank you for being our guest on this uh, episode of DevOps chat look forward to seeing you both out at IBM Connect the week of March 19th and uh, and your panel Laurel that you're organizing as well as Frank you talking a little bit about travelers experience and good luck as you continue to, uh, you know, make the pipeline and and DevOps happen to travelers. Frank, thanks for telling us about it. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Alan. Thanks guys. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com. Thanks for being our guest today and we'll see you on a DevOps chat soon.